We're caught in a trap I can't walk out Because I love you too much, baby Why can't you see is DA's show after Athens of South show for December 6, 2017. How is it going? Man, it's December already, and then it's not, it hasn't snowed yet in Michigan. I just got back uh, from Tennessee. Uh, we recorded the show last week, but that's not the episode tonight. I, I still gotta listen back, but anyways, I just came back from Tennessee a couple of days ago. Recording this on a Tuesday night, finally on Tuesday. I haven't done that in a while, I'll be honest. And then uh, still catching up on sleep uh, and the work and the energy a little bit. Went back to the gym first time in a week or so. But, you know, it's eh. <laughs> I maybe I'm getting travel fatigue or I'm just getting old or I'm just I'm just maybe that is it. Maybe I'm just getting old. I can't I can't just drink continuously anymore. Am I drinking out of the like sadness? No, no, no. It's not like that. Like five, six years ago when I was drinking like half of the Jack Daniels or like a third of Johnny Walker Black. No, no, no. It's not like that. It was more of a fun drinking. But then I drank so much gin and Miller Lite last week that I, I don't know if I, I want to see an alcohol for a while. I, I went back to a grocery store and host and then bought a, uh, like one of those uh, one bottle of beer, you know, the large bottle, a pint. <laughs> I instantly regretted it after I wiped the card, swiped the card, wiped it, swiped the card, and then I it spent quite a bit of money. I had completely not adhering to the budget that I had in mind, and I'm just like, wow. I I've been November has been a very expensive month, but it's been worth it. And then I'm I need to get back in the. I need to get back in the group because December is going to be a money month too. You know, I'm going to be going to San Diego for family vacation. I pay for some of the things and then I'll be paying for a lot of things. That's okay. That's okay. I can afford it. And then it's for the good of the family. So it's all good. But um, <laughs> budgeting wise, saving wise, and I'm just like, wow, I, I need to think this through. And I need to look at my investments closely too because I've been kind of slacking off a little bit here and there. Then again, it's the holiday season. Who's working really hard right now, huh? Everyone's been feeling the holiday season and all that thing. Everyone's ready to get out. Everyone's ready to take off at any moment. <laughs> I see the, the, what is it, the lethargic looks on their f- people's faces and then there's a slowdown that everybody has at the office. And I'm like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one like slowing down at the moment. We had like a... I mean, granted, we had a separate milestone a couple weeks ago, and it doesn't mean it's over. It's just the beginning. However, everybody's feeling gassed, and everybody wants a bit of a break, and people are taking time off here and there with the holiday season. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm more tired because of this trip. And then it was a bit of a, whatchamacallit, out-of-the-season trip because giving that thanks, during the Thanksgiving, I was, I was in town, and I didn't go anywhere. And then the week after, last week, uh, the last week of November, I went to work on Monday, and then I said, all right, I'm taking Tuesday to Friday off because there was something happening on Friday, and I wanted to get it out of the way on Monday. And then also, since it's the week after the Thanksgiving, I assumed that the flight and then the travel, the Sunday, and then the Monday after the Thanksgiving is going to be a, is a disaster, and then uh, it's going to be a, it's a hard mess. It's a hard mess. So because of that, I decided to pick Tuesday, which is cheaper, and then... 
and my guess was right. The, the, there was a, there was enough flight. Nobody was flying. It was right after the the peak travel season in November. And and at the same time, I went to the towns. It wasn't as full because like everybody kind of left. So it was like in that sandwich period, which explains the affordable price with the hotels and then the flights and then the rental cars and all those things. And I, you know what? It was a good time, and, uh, and I never been to Tennessee until, until yeah, last week. Oh uh, well, I I take that back. I been through Tennessee when I was in high school when we were driving from Mississauga to Atlanta on the robotics trip in two thousand five. We did that, and then we went through Tennessee through I seventy five. We stopped by McDonald's somewhere, and then we got the weird look from the uh, Americans, and then those Smoky Mountain farm. White people, because it was a bus full of all the Indian and Middle Eastern and Asian kids. <laughs> so it's like, what the, what are you, what are you, what's your kind doing over here? And then it's just like a four years after 9-11, so it's a little sensitive, and then the peak of the Iraq war, you know. So I remember that, and then we stopped by the McDonald's to get breakfast um, in a 19 and a half hour drive. If I remember right, we left at 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m. to high school, and then we got to Atlanta, Georgia Dome, by 9 20 a.m or so we didn't stop we just kept going and then uh, that's how i learned about america you know after you cross the michigan ohio toledo border you start seeing waffle house everywhere and then i was like this is, and then you keep seeing waffle house over and over and over at every highway exit all the way to georgia and then i was just like this is america wow and then this is the first time i really in my life at that time i was well how old was i uh 17 16 17 16 17 around that uh grade 11 so i saw that and then i was like what the fuck and then, like america really loves waffle house and then the funny thing is ever since i came to the states after that in michigan and then colorado and then driving through midwest and then towards the west and then the pacific northwest i never seen a fucking single waffle house and then i realized like, it's like a regional thing towards the uh, southeast and then the ohio's more than the west west of where I was going after Michigan. So I was like, all right, the Waffle House is like a regional thing. I learned that 10 years later. when I, And I haven't heard Waffle House until Phil Mickelson. Ugh, Phil Mickelson. Ugh, I can't say his name. Phil Mickelson. Oh, my nose is stuffy. The golfer, the lefty golfer. A sponsorship with a Waffle House that was like, what, five, six years ago or something? Seven years ago? And then I was like, Jesus, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Waffle House, and then that. By the way, I I said Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus fucking Christ. So many times I was in Tennessee, and then you're like, yo, you're in a Bible Belt now, boy. And then I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And then uh, <laughs> every little every little thing I see, like that's annoying and all that stuff. I was like, Jesus, man, Jesus Christ, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck? And then, and then so on and so forth. That's that has become my common phrase. And uh, well, so Tennessee was interesting nashville and memphis that's where we went and then i flew into nashville tuesday uh and then we recorded the podcast wednesday which will be released at some point over the next <laughs> in the future episodes i just haven't had chance to hear back i've been catching up on work unpacking and then doing all that stuff as you heard and so because of that that episode probably contains less of the nash the tennessee details than you you might want to hear because this is the second day of the five-day trip that we're on 
and then it was more of the anticipation of what Tennessee is like. So I'm a little conflicted right now as how much I want to talk about the Tennessee, like save that a little bit, and then you know talk about it or like get together with my good friend Scott, who I went with. Should we do a recap episode of what we thought of Tennessee? You know, should we do that? We had some interesting conversations when we got to Memphis. So we got to Tennessee. Uh, we got to ne- Nashville. And then we were there until Friday. And then I we got a rental car and then started driving to Memphis. It's about a three-hour drive, 190 miles from the hotel I was at in the Germantown, uh, east of Memphis. Not the East Memphis, Easter than that. Or, yeah, more East than that. And... That's about a drive. That's like 190 miles. That's like uh, Seattle to Portland, uh, 10 miles more. So about about that. So uh, did that drive and then went to the Memphis Grizzlies game uh, that Friday evening. Uh, we went to the Predators game the night before on Thursday, and we hung out in the Beale Street twice after the Grizzlies game and then the day after on Saturday, and more of the downtown explore exploration oh before the second downtown trip that we had on saturday we went to the elvis's graceland and then we came back to the downtown and then decided to go to the civil rights museum uh by the lorraine hotel where the dr martin luther king was murdered assassinated to be exact and that hotel became the uh, museum itself and it's a pretty impressive museum uh, and then compared to Graceland, I know we'll talk about it down the road if we meet up with Scott again and then record the episode. But uh, Graceland, it's uh, I feel like it's a waste of money unless maybe if you pay more and do the VIP experience and get everything, which is $158. Maybe you'll maximize your value, but with a minimal trip with just a plane and then the mansion, it was like, eh. I mean, it's just a family home. It's nice. But then I was like, just somebody's old home from the 1970s 1960s so i'm like what's so special about this i then again i'm not a huge elvis guy i although i i love elvis i love his songs i got it i got his the greatest hits album that the google was giving out for free and then i was like i listen let me listen to this shit like i never really heard elvis other than that fifa street song uh so i'm like actually actually pretty good and then the old songs i noticed that you know, all, all they're all like a minute something long, two minutes long. It's not, it's nothing more than three minutes long. So it's like a really quick listen. It goes really fast, and I was like, oh, I like that. I like that. And then like, and then in a short like span attention society that we live in today, I I think Elvis would resonate. Now I think about it because the songs are so short, and then of course they're the dance floor music, uh, rock and roll. The, the king of rock and roll so it's like mm, you, you really get into it and then you got some jazzy sound here and then there too i'm like it's a little bit of everything it's really good no wonder elvis was really popular then again there's a <laughs> side of me that says 50 years from now no one's gonna no one's gonna notice this is like like elvis is getting less and less relevant as the time goes it's like so that time to maximize the money at this graceland is now for the presley family and then uh, Scott kind of disagrees. Like, well, but he's an icon. It was like, well, Beethoven is an icon too. But do people spend as much money on Beethoven or Mozart? You know, like people do right now. It's like I don't know, maybe. And then Elvis is he at that Mozart level? It's like, no, I don't think so. But like, I'm like maybe Charlie Chaplin level. But like, do people really get dedicated to him? You know, after his living fans, after they passed away, and then all. All you're left with is the great-grandchildren of the Presley family and then the fans who, you know, the who 
who may view Elvis as a legend, but not as a necessarily, you know, that pop icon that we still, you know, uh, what you might call it, recognize him as. So, you know, there's there a bit of a debate about that. But you know what? I'm going to save that for the future episode, and then we do, re- do a full recap of the Tennessee trip. So, uh, but um, on a personal note, on the trips, I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this minimal for the Tennessee review. I got three more mugs, by the way. So I got, and then there was a five dollar discount, and I was like, "What the fuck? I'm taking this at the airport. I, airport out of all places for the Starbucks You're Here mugs. By the way, if you don't know, I collect these uh, Starbucks You're Here mugs, only specifically those mugs. So, uh, and I had coming into this, I had forty one, and then there's Tennessee, Memphis, and Nashville. I picked up all three from the Nashville International Airport. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just getting, I'm just getting this done and over with here in Nashville." And then I'm going to Memphis anyway. So, bam, got all three mugs. So now my count is up to 44. And there are a few other ones coming in, like Japan, Salzburg, maybe, and then the Kentucky. Gotta go pick up Ohio at some point. I've been to Ohio already. I've been to Kentucky already. Uh, at least driving through. So I'm like, so I gotta get my count up. You know, oh, Montreal's coming too. So, anyways, so. Got the mug, so got that out of the way. My collection continues. My pin, my quest to become the king of Pinterest is ongoing, and I think I'm on the right path. Um, Nashville is a fun town. I'm not a country music fan. Neither was Scott. We didn't know anything about country. So the <laughs> episode that you're gonna hear with Scott, we're naming off of the country artists that we know. And if you listen to country music, you're gonna like pull your hair, and then you're gonna cringe super high. It's like, oh, how could you miss him, or how could you miss her, how could you miss them, you know, so on and so forth and so forth. And we ended up going to the Predators game, the what was it, the Country Music Hall of Fame, which had a Shania exhibit, which I was like, <laughs> the constant joke that we have at home, and then is now is that uh my mom saw Shania at the Stanley Cup finals this year when the Predators made it and then lost to the Penguins and Shania was at the game and then she was getting drunk off of her wine or whatever and then when Scott Oak of CBC came up to interview her Shania had sunglasses on and we're like what the fuck you you were just having fun with your sunglasses off and all of a sudden you're in the national television officially now you got the sunglasses on and she she was it's cl- it's clear that she was drunk <laughs> but then my mom saw that clip and then she just goes damn Shania got old and I'm like why she still look fine I'm like and then but then she's like yeah but look at her man like you, you see her age I was like well at least it's natural so every time I saw Shania or reference to Shania in Nashville I just said damn my mom said she got old my mom said she got old and then like, stop it she's a legend and then blah 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 and I didn't realize how big of a country legend she has been. I know she was like an international star, but like, holy shit, like she's at that like fucking upper echelon until I went to the country, the exhibit. I mean, exhibit, all that means is like they have a couple photos and then all these like Shania dresses over the years from like Super Bowl or like, man, I feel like a woman or something, the, the up tour and all that, which I somehow remember for some reason, maybe because I was in Canada and then we saw like a CBC concert from chicago or something i don't know how i remember this shit 2003 2004 that's when she was in super bowl 2 you know and then i was like this is when i was like hearing this on the canadian music like much more music or something way too often and then see her live stuff so i was like i remember some of these dresses and i have stupid memories of these things so there you go anyways and so shania was pretty popular and then up there which i didn't know 
And then also, Taylor Swift is fucking everywhere in Nashville. It's like the fucking educational center center at the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's called the Taylor Swift Education Center. And then she has one signature on there. And then Tay-Tay. And then I, I call it it's like Illuminati Princess. Is that Carrie Perry or Taylor? Doesn't matter. And then she had like big ass like tour bus there too. And then the the, the her handwritten lyrics note, you know, her first song that she uh, got popular with, Tim McGraw, that was there. And then I took a picture of it. I was like, oh man, she, I was like, this is this is the beginning of the empire. And then and we went to a tourist shop outside of the country music, and then the, on the Broadway. And then we walked in, and then there was like a Taylor Swift surprise face, and then the, they wrote a caption saying, like, "Oh my God, can you believe that every Taylor Swift item is fifty percent off?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Jesus, she's everywhere. She's everywhere, and she's on discount because she's everywhere. She Taylor is ubiquitous. That's what's up. I didn't like Taylor Swift until nineteen eighty nine, and they're like, "Oh, you're such a bandwagon fanboy. She's not country anymore. Is she still country? No, she's not. She's a pop music artist now." And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I do like 1989. I don't know why. It's it's like first album since what is it? Fucking Britney. And I just like you know what? I it's a guilty pleasure music. I don't give a shit. I'll just listen to it. If there is play on the dance floor, I'll dance to it and that kind of thing. Where was I? I'm going all over the place. A country music hall of fame. Shania Twain, uh, Taylor Swift. Not being able to name all the country music artists. I'm gonna save that when we recap with Scott later down the road. And then the Predators game, uh, it was pretty cool. And then we got to see the Smashville and then see what's up. Um, <laughs> I got to say, uh, somebody asked me at work the, this today, uh, how was the Predators game? And then he's a huge hockey fan too. And he's like, is it worth going down to? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And then the, to just give an idea of what the Nashville hockey is like, it's a lighter weirdly timed version of a college hockey game with the chance the uh sing-songy thing they got going it's a very american college hockey feel like if you go to michigan michigan state you'll know what i mean if you go to their hockey games and you guys like, cover your ears children and that kind of shit but you know you don't have to cover that cover the, your children's ears at the nashville game you know they're pretty mild but then the t- Timing of chance is a little off, and I go like, you guys just got ways to go. Maybe it will take another 10 years to figure it out when to chance certain things, like after the penalty, uh, one minute before the period ends, or when the goalie allows a goal, what you're supposed to yell at goalie. You know, you don't do that in Canada, but you did that in America, college, in the college hockey, NCAA hockey. And then Nashville people started doing that. I was like, wow, I haven't seen this in like seven years since, since the last time I went to the Wolverines hockey game. You know, that is tamer. So there's the idea of that. Oh, by the way, we also went to the Vanderbilt campus and then the, what, what is that, the Greek structure thing they got going? Because apparently Nashville's called the the Athens of the South. And then we go like, wait a minute, isn't there Athens, Georgia, where there's a University of Georgia where the Bulldogs play and maybe they'll be the national champs of football pretty soon? Um, no, they Athens, it's called the Athens of South, and because of this, they built all these like Greek statues and what I can't say this thing, Par- Parathion, Pantheon, Parathion, whatever they call it. So they built the uh, mock version of it uh, in the Centennial Park across the uh, Vanderbilt University campus. They looked at this thing; it's pretty big, it's pretty nice, and I was like, cool. But I'm like, this is in Greece, and then this is a nice dog park for the Vanderbilt students. 
And I was like, why is it called the Athens of South for Nashville? What's up? What the fuck's up with that? Apparently, it's because of the great educational institutions that Nashville offers. And then I go, okay, Vanderbilt. What else? Yeah, that I, I couldn't think of other ones. It was like the fucking University of Tennessee with their football mess, which I love hating on. Oh, it's a, karma's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, but that's in Knoxville. That's like fucking what hour and a half, two hours away. So and then University of like Memphis University. That's a great football school, formerly called of Memphis State. Uh, I guess there's a Tennessee State in Nashville, but like I don't know. So Vanderbilt. <laughs> So it's like, okay, maybe there are other private schools I didn't know about. And then uh, I was very surprised with Vanderbilt campus. Um, I've been to many other campuses. I guess uh, we'll, well, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it here. I, that's the episode. So uh, you'll hear about that in my recording with Scott. And then there's some honest opinion that comes out. You might think I'm a terrible human being or whatever. Well, you know what? We're drunk. What are you going to do? This is an honest, honest podcast. We're, we're recording this for the future descendants of the Kim family. So, uh, yeah, that is a bit of a disclaimer slash heads up there. So I'm, I forgot that I recorded about that. So that uh, Vanderbilt was cool. Uh, but uh, I'll be honest. I haven't had good food in Nashville. There's this uh, thing called a stillery or some shit. I don't like it. I, I don't like the food. It's like, And then the food portions in Nashville or Tennessee in general is fucking huge. You know, and then we made a mistake with the food portions there. But, um, you know, but I haven't had good food. Maybe I didn't go to the right places. I try to walk into random places and eat and like, nah, nah, it's like, I don't know. My stomach didn't feel good. You know, but Memphis, on the other hand, uh, one of the, one of the guy at the uh, work told me that, oh, he's having more fun in Memphis with food and everything. It's like, oh, I do see it. I had way better food in Memphis, you know, and I, I didn't hit every single thing either. Like, I haven't had Gus's famous fried chicken, Cookie Canuck. I didn't get that either. But, man, I I would definitely go back to Memphis. And then the Beale Street is like, you know, Scott thinks it sucks. But I'm like, "Ah, you know what? Like, you got to get in the mood and you're going to come at the right time. Nashville, it's like always a tourist town. There's always people around. So it's a little different. It's a transient town. Um, There's a bit of that. But I feel like Nashville is more of a drinking city. Memphis is more of a, you know, Sit down, eat, enjoy the vibe, and then just nod and, you know, whatever. Take it in slowly, man. Nashville is like, yeehaw, country fucking music. Go, go, go. Uh, so it, they're, they're both, I enjoy both cities. It's They're, they're good in their own ways, you know. Um, Nashville, it, but then the downtown core of both cities, like the Beale Street in Memphis around the FedEx Forum, and then the Broadway in Nashville, it's very small. It's like you definitely get it all done in a day, um, and then if you there, there are limited places you can really go hang out. Although it's fun, so you maximize it. <coughs> <coughs> Look at me choke. <coughs> Listen to me choking right now. I have way too much fun. So um, it's a very small downtown core, and then uh, by the second. Second days of each city that we were there, we're like, all right, we've been through this. Like, we've been through all these, you know. So there is a bit of that feeling. But you know what? I think a couple of days are enough. You know, it doesn't have to be one week. And then, you know, some people say, ooh, Memphis, isn't that fucking dangerous? Like, yeah, there is a little bit of that, you know, especially East Memphis or something. Germantown is nice. I mean, they're like, oh, my God, there are a lot, a lot of nice fucking cars, like that suburb feeling. Because that's where the hospital is, the St. Francis Hall. 
Saint, the Xavier Hospital, Francis Hospital, one of those two. So there are a lot of doctors and nurses and shit. And I've seen like, holy shit, these cars are nice. And then it's cheaper to live in fucking Tennessee. So I could see how like there are nice cars in Nashville and Memphis, like really nice cars. Um, you know, kind of half Bellevue, Washington level. You know, so uh, there is that. It's wow, it's just an affordable place to live. But and then the, my you know, Scott and I were wondering as we're going down through each places and they're like what the fuck do people do here like nashville people are moving here man people are coming it's a transient town it's like yeah other than the country music artists and all that who comes here like there's no engineering company i mean bridgestone headquarters of america yeah but like what what else is really here come on and then he was like, yeah, that was like, you know, there's some medical, right? And then Memphis too. Memphis has St. Jude's Hospitals, like, which was one of the you know, greatest hospitals in the world, in my opinion, you know, providing free service to children all around the world with the very terrible illness for free. But then they also have the great research thing going. So I was like, hey, like, there's, and then Nashville too, because uh, HCA Health uh, something of America, you know, healthcare is a huge fucking business, and then the research of the medical field is like fucking huge in Tennessee. I realize it's like I guess that's the main driver of it. Are there drug companies there? I don't fucking know. You know, so a lot of the medical related things uh, in Tennessee. So that's one. But like, oh, and then also there's FedEx, and then the Amazon. You know the what you might call it the uh, fulfillment center you know because like it's so such a center place right uh tennessee so if you see ever see your shipping coming you know it always goes through tennessee at least one or two of your orders go through chattanooga or memphis or somewhere so knoxville some shit like that right especially fedex and ups and amazon so it's like yeah this is this is it logistics central is right here so, which gives uh, Nashville the argument is like, look, you, Amazon, you should open the headquarters two year. But I'm like, I'm realistically though, chance. It's like, infrastructure is bad. The city's built on top of a limestone. You can't build a fucking tunnel, and you can't build more roads. Cutting, and then there are more people coming in. It's like this is a fucking pain in the ass. Just like any hardcore urban area, like major city, this is one of them. Nashville's one example. Like, traffic is unbelievable. With relative with relative number of the cars and the people living there, it is it is a mess. So. I'm not surprised. Then again, but then Lyft and Uber are pretty well placed, you know, given that uh, it's a party town and then a tourist city. A lot of people are drinking. You should leave your car at home. So they're done pretty well. And then uh, to be honest, in Nashville, uh, we stayed in Midtown near the Vanderbilt campus. And I just picked that because like, there's a hotel there. And then it was like, let's try this. Midtown's a good place to stay. You don't have to be in downtown. And then even if you want to go to downtown from Midtown, it's like only five bucks on Uber Lyft, you know. So it's very, very close. And then like, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Uh, Memphis, on the other hand, Germantown too, downtown Beale Street near the Mississippi River. Uh, that's a bit of a 20-minute drive. So that's about like 15, 16 miles or so. It's a little far, but uh, there are Lyft drivers around. And then uh, it's good. And then the fucking parking and just towing like the driver told us that it's ridiculous in downtown memphis and then you know outside the beale street is like careful it's memphis it's careful so we're like all right i'm not risking driving and all that shit so it's like, there was that but anyways i'm gonna leave it there otherwise i'm gonna ramble and give away all the things that we recorded with scott 
and then uh, you know the f- future material about recapping Tennessee somewhere down the road. So I don't know what I really talked about today. I really enjoyed my time there. Uh, we, we, I'm still contemplating if I <laughs> if I want to retire in Memphis like Elvis did, like Jerry the King Lawler's probably gonna do. You know, Memphis wrestling. You know, that's another one. Tennessee Smoky Mountain wrestling. So that's that's what attracted me to go. But I didn't see any wrestling stuff in Tennessee. I'm a little disappointed. I I saw the Jerry the King Lawler's bar. The Jerry's Barbecue on the Beale Street. I was like, should I go try it? And then I saw John Cena's poster. I was like, wow, I could see him. But then I was like, nah, I, I want to get more alcohol. So you know what? Next time I go back to Memphis, I'll definitely go back at some at some point because I enjoyed my time there. Um, and enjoy better barbecue. Uh, so anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening to my rambling of this random filler episode of the AA show. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, not iTunes, god damn, I screw that up every week, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play Music, I'm not on Spotify because I'm not famous, but I'm going to figure that out, or well, you tell me how to do it, uh, rate, rate five stars, you like it, five stars, hate it, give five stars, and then leave your comments, and leave the hateful comments or whatever, and then, uh, what, what was it, what was it, dang, I'm really lost today, I'm really out of energy, uh, email, or the Twitter, that's what a show, all one word, what a show, then the email is the aa-o.outlook.com. If you have any questions, comments, bitching, aa-o.outlook.com. Send me there. Or just hate tweet me. I don't give a shit. I enjoy, I enjoy going sparring with random people or just stirring shit up on Twitter. Yes, I'm one of those people. I'm the one ruining Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, have a great week. We'll check back next week. We'll get